BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. I'm Us Weekly's entertainment director, and you're tuned into Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. This show where we break down all of the hottest celebrity gossip stories of the week. They can be hot, they can weird, they can be weird, they can make us cringe as long as they make us feel strongly about it. Luckily, I'm not here by myself shouting into the Hollywood void in the hills. I am joined by my two amazing co-hosts. Oh my god it's the style arbiter of beauty and style gwen flamberg it is i and i am orbiting all matter of beauty and style today hi guys hi and it's formerly baby girl now grown into a baby woman she you know is a fan of all reality she's an amazing writer for the website and has read every single celebrity memoir so you know you can trust her it's baby woman sarah Huron. wow that was like a weird like rare actual appropriate compliment versus the normal like what does this girl do besides you know watch the bachelor and no random facts thank you well but you know he did forget he forgot to mention your juris doctorate and that you you know are basically a de facto lawyer Yes, you absolutely are. And my, see, my favorite things about you are you watch The Bachelor on reality television. So I always see those as positive accolades. Oh, I know, I know. Because, you know, that's why we need you here. Well, we have a lot of, you know, celebrity news stories that are really all over the place and sort of wild. But first, as we always do, let us go and see what my co-hosts thought their woe of the week is. These are the stories that made them stop dead in their cra- tracks pause and grab their proverbial pearls. Ben Flamberg, what story made you go, whoa, this week? Well, guys, I mean, this is something that's just very near and dear to my heart because, of course, it is something that lives in beauty land. You know, I like to know something before other people do. You guys know that I really hate being left out of secrets. And it was revealed to Us Weekly exclusively what skincare Lizzo will be using on the second leg of her special tour. Now, I haven't been to the special tour yet, but I'm really hoping that I can go to this second leg. And now when I see Lizzo glowing, I'll know why. And that is because, guys, she did an exclusive partnership to use only Cetaphil skincare on the second leg of her tour. Her makeup artist, Alex Mayo, who I adore. Travis, have you ever talked to this guy? Yes. Just love him so much. Yeah, I do love him a lot. He's incredible. What a light. He is a shining light of positivity, just like Lizzo. Well, Alex Mayo revealed to us that Lizzo will be using Cetaphil cleanser and moisturizer to prep for every makeup look for the tour. 
Who knew that Lizzo had sensitive skin? She does. She started using Cetaphil on the first leg of the tour just because she was having some irritation from, you know, I mean, on a tour, you're like under those hot lights, you're sweating. You can easily get like clogs and irritation. And Alex turned her on to Cetaphil. Lizzo started using it. She posted on TikTok and Cetaphil was like, we want to partner with you, girl. So now Lizzo is looking good as hell. Her skin is perfect. If you guys want a little sneak peek of what the makeup looks are going to be on the second leg of the tour, you know what to do. Go to usmagazine.com slash stylish and read all about it. Just a little hint. We might see some bold lips, which, you know, they didn't usually do because of the flute, but they have figured out a way (laughs) to get those bright, bold and like denim blue lips to last. So check it out, guys. And, you know, it's not my usual kind of a woe, but woe worthy anyway. Well, my mom's friends at the dog park who are all over 60, some over 70 have all got tickets to Lizzo and are just so exciting. And like, what an interesting niche to be like obsessed with Leo and going to see her out in Palm Springs. I love that. I love that story. I love that your mom went to Coachella with you. I love that you have just returned from Momchella too. Yes, it's the third annual Momchella. Third annual. Oh, my yes, God. You know, she, she was a hippie in the 70s. Friend? She she wore a rhinestone headband oh. in lieu of. Oh, but yes, I did put rhinestone stickers on her. Of course I did. And who I was her remembered. who was her favorite act? Was she into Blink-182 surprise oh, appearance? You know, <laughs> she is 74 years old, so she can't walk into the festival. If you've ever done it, you would understand um, yeah. why that is the case. So I took her to the Soho Desert House mm-hmm. and like all the festival pop-ups around the festival. So she saw Snoop Dogg DJ the last time Come we on. went. Nice. Um, and that is about as close as she got to the festival grounds, but it was really nice. She I makes think that's so much all you need it's true and i'm like where's the mommy drop off <laughs> um sends me off with a little lunch box with suntan lotion and the phone charger maybe a recorder <laughs> maybe a recorder and does she like yell out the window don't do drugs <laughs> yes yes she does or is she saying pass me the drugs <laughs> like, cool. depends cool. on the time of day <laughs> um, what about you baby woman sarah here on what made you you know pull back stop and go well this week Well, there's a lot of stories that did, which we're going to get to. But just a few moments ago, before we pressed record, I got a push notification from the Daily Mail that sent out these pictures of Joe Alwyn just, you know, looking a little worse for wear. And I feel bad because, you know, I feel like the reason him and Taylor Swift broke up is because he allegedly doesn't want to be famous and can't handle it. But what he maybe didn't realize is now being Taylor Swift ex-boyfriend until she has a new boyfriend makes you one of the most famous people on the planet, maybe even more famous than her low-key actor boyfriend. The ex-boyfriend is actually a very reigning ex-boyfriend of Taylor Swift is a very important title to the world. Um <laughs> And Joe Alwyn, again, he looks tired. He looks eek in these pics, but he's also in Hungry filming a movie. And in a photo where he looks a little more well-rested, his co-star, Emma Laird, shared a picture of him with the caption, moments in March. And he's looking, you know, he's got a little smile. And now everyone's like, is he dating this brutalist co-star, Emma? Because she posted a like Polaroid or, you know, potential... um, what are those called again? Disposable camera. 
Stop <laughs> disposable camera camera. It's from another century. No, yeah. I know, but it was one of the, it was probably a filter that made it look like a disposable camera, but the you know, Fuji one of those late night disposable camera picks at the mood. Um, so now everyone thinks that they're dating or just terrorizing this poor girl. So she had to, you know, limit her Instagram comments as one does, but that is then contrasted with this daily mail. Not so great picture of Joe Alwyn. So just keeping our eyes on, on Joe and Tay in the aftermath of the split, you know, she's back on tour, giving people thumbs up emojis that she, or thumbs up signs that she's doing just fine. She's out to dinner with Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds who allegedly have unfollowed Joe Alwyn on Instagram unreported, but that's Ooh. apparently unconfirmed. Um, so yeah, that's my, my, well, I'm not, I'm, I'm just, you know, just tracking them as, as I have to, as again, he is Taylor Swift's reigning ex-boyfriend, which is such an important title. Now, when you say brutalist co-star, is that uh, her personality and the name of the movie or her architecture, architectural build? All of the above. No, um, the movie is called uh, Brutalist. <laughs> okay. I was seeing this very like rectangle shaped woman. No, no, um, no. She's strong like, lines from the late 70s. No shade at Emma Lard. I don't even know her. She's a cute blonde. Um, I'm sure the movie... I won't see it, I'm sure, but I'm sure it's going to be great. I I'm, I'm hope he's having fun in Hungary, and I hope he realizes that there are indeed paps following him as every move right now as we right. speak. Good luck this week, Joe Alwyn. Well, my woe of the week takes me back to Momcella, but the festival grounds Coachella and Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean was the headliner closer of the last day, so the ultimate build. Now, Frank Ocean had a really interesting story before Coachella. He had tons of anxiety and depression and panic attacks, which caused him to cancel several shows. This was six years ago that he was doing this. And then two years ago, his younger brother, who was 18 years old, sadly died in a car crash. Now, Frank has been missing from the public eye from all of this time for six years, and this was his huge moment back. He had tons of fans there. I've never seen it more crowded other than for Beyonce. No other artist have I seen the grounds. So, you know, Packed, and he was an hour late, which just doesn't happen at Coachella. They, no one's more than fifteen minutes late. I saw SZA get kicked off the stage. They are time like really, really serious about it. So he twisted his ankle. He was supposed to have a hundred and thirty ice skaters. A lot of them were going to be figure skaters, but Frank rolled his ankle, so they melted the ice rink, and then it just had twenty people walking in circles around the stage. There was also a twenty-minute very art house in after the hour-long wait that we had to wait even more. And then there were just men on the stage walking in a circle. And it was one of the most boring performances I've ever seen in my life. And then, you know, about 15 minutes into it, he's like, oh, and that's curfew, we're done. So he did like five ballads, one fun song. And then halfway through his fifth ballad, he's like, we just got curfew, we're done. And it was the most disappointing thing. And fleeing that Coachella Grounds was one of the hardest experiences I've ever had there so it was very much not worth it and it was sort of all his fault and i feel bad for him it was it was a rough time for frank and for all of us there and then he canceled he was supposed to come back for the second weekend and he's canceled it he has poor mm. frank he's so fragile there was a guy next to me who called him a liability because oh. of his anxiety and depression which is sad but very very true and you know did turn out to be the case so frank has canceled his next upcoming coachella performance replaced with blink 182 who were really good you know good. it was really fun to watch them they were very upbeat they said some, some misogynistic things that I were very that. you know late 90s mm. it just yeah. rubbed me the wrong way mark 
was sort of bantering with Tom and he was like, you know, girls, right? Like the women, they're so hard. And then he's like, I do like boobies though. And I was like, way to like bring women down to body parts and say all of their personalities are terrible with this dated misogynistic thing. Blink-182, like, you know, rock it, love it, all the small things, I get it. But, like, your lyrics probably do that enough. Like, like no one's yeah. going to cancel you. Just, like, rock it out. You're invited. That's great. You're more popular than ever because Travis married Courtney. Um, keep it going. But maybe don't, like, bury yourself. Yeah. And then nothing was, like, wildly inappropriate. It just felt very out of touch and definitely sexist. Just like sort doing of, like, it to do it. Just doing it to do it. Exactly. That was the problem with it. I was like, you have this huge stage and you like want to bring women collectively down. Like that's your platform before the song about how terrible women are in your life. Like screw you, bro. They like really lost me. I didn't even stay for all the small things, honestly, because I like just sort of hated the way they were talking about women. And it was it just wasn't fun to watch the banter. What was fun to watch was like the three cameramen filming Kourtney Kardashian off the stage. Oh, I couldn't see. Hulu and was there. Was- there. Hulu was absolutely there. There was one camera exclusively on Travis in the back and then about like two or three cameras filming Courtney from the wings of stage right. Um, so that was fun to watch. Just like them talking about like uh, women was just not not my favorite. So hopefully they clean up that banter for next weekend. Um, can I just say one thing about Frank Ocean and Coachella? Please. Uh, we're going to dive into all Coachella, Ariana, Sean and Camila. Oh, so take it away. It really isn't about Frank Ocean. But did you see the pictures of Justin Bieber like looking seemingly distressed at Frank Ocean with Bieber next to him rubbing his back rubbing his back and then he like posted praising Frank Ocean and he's like the only person I I wasn't there but yeah but everyone else Jaden Smith okay but he's like posted this whole thing about how like inspired he was but everyone else was like oh he actually you know left early didn't do anything like he was the biggest disappointment in Coachella history but Justin Bieber praised him and looked distressed at the concert and now Haley is posting these like things about how she's going through the saddest hardest times of her life this year and I would just like to say as someone who actually knows nothing about what's going on I'm predicting a Haley and Justin split by the end of the year Oh, God. Psychic prediction from Legal Anna's baby woman. I will say that those, I didn't see Justin and Haley at Coachella because they're so short. It's sort of hard to see them through the crowd, honestly. Um, I, well, I, there's also a lot of people there. But those photos that came out, they just look all really depressed and unhappy at all times. And I sort of agree with you. There seem to be some writings on the wall for some unhappy times because you can't just be talking about the digital beef that the fans created between her and selena right like come on and that was also a while ago i don't know if she's just looking for attention i don't know if like she's one of those people who like will post like everyone please like let me live but then she drops these like weird little like i'm just going through so much right now and like i just want to let you guys know if you're going through something else it's okay too it's like okay well now people are going to speculate about you you just lit a match like i'm break- making up breakup rumors that are literally unfounded like you did this yes Haley. sorry you did this. But let's talk about Sean and Camilla. What happened with them? Let's, please. So Sean and Camilla, I did see because they are, you know, above 5'7". So it was easy for me to see <laughs> them. Um, They looked like such a couple. They are absolutely back together. They were, like, you know, sort of like pushing each other playfully. He was kissing the back of her neck. They were making out during sets, holding each other, rocking back and forth. He was like doing this thing where he was like kicking her butt, which like 
I think it was a little weird, but like she seemed to really enjoy. Um, and they really looked like a couple. They're spotted in LA. You know, it looks like they're back together. Um, after sort of what seemed like a rough, really transition year for both of them with their breakup, they both opened up about, you know, having sort of like hard times mentally after breaking up with each other. But now they seem happy as two little clams. Are you guys happy about Sean and Camila? I just thought it was really interesting. Like, I always love a makeup after a breakup. And okay, so maybe they are just friends, but it was like really Mm, exciting to see them kind of all over each other, especially at some place like Coachella that is like so, 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 so public. On the other hand, you know, was it completely staged because they were someplace so, 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 so public like Coachella? And, you know, there are, you know, so many rumors about those two and like, were they actually ever really together? So who knows? Well, to add fuel to that fire, Gwen, I know you saw (laughs) that Camila Cabello released a snippet of a new song coming out Mm -hmm. um, called June Gloom. Mm -hmm. And there's lyrics about Coachella. She sings, how come you're just so much better? Is this going to end ever? And I guess I'll F around and find out. Are you coming to Coachella? If you don't, it's whatever. If you do, honey, it'll be all I think about. So to drop, you know, lyrics Not to, subtle. to a song just days after you were spotted at Coachella with your ex screams a little bit to me, like maybe Camille Cabello was worried no one was going to care that she had a new song coming out. And frankly, I wouldn't have. So it worked. Totally. Um, she has my least favorite voice in the industry. I just like, hate the way she sings. I hate the tone of her voice. I think it is so squeaky and scratchy and just really, it. I I love like her songs, but I don't know. I just had to say that because it really is my least favorite. Uh, they did look very much like a couple. It did not look fake to me. It looked like two people sort of reconciling who really, really liked each other. And I like their backstory, how they met. Sean Mendes opened for Fifth Harmony on tour when he was like 13, maybe years old for oh god what was that first single love it no love it when you just don't care um (laughs) like his actual first single when he was a teenager stitches Uh was like when he Hmm. was a man um life of the party so he when he had life you know a lot about sean mendes discography and i just interesting i loved life of the party but he was like um like 14 years old when that song came out and he was on tour with fifth harmony and camila cabello was sort of like the older cool girl who wouldn't pay him any attention and he sort of was pining for her for years selena and justin isn't it very Selena and Justin? There's a lot of parallels, but that wasn't who I was most excited to see at Coachella. It was our queen, Ariana Maddox, that I was excited to see along with Sheena Shea and Brock. Glad they were there too. It was all happening at the um, Celsius party at a private state in Indio. She was looking unbothered, doing her thing, clearly paid to be there and had a smile on her face to prove it. And seen making out with a personal trainer named Daniel, who, again, based off of nothing, gives me a little F-boy vibes and has like Tom (laughs) Sandoval eyes. I was like watching all of his Instagrams and he seems very similar to Tom Sandoval. There's lots of mirror flexing bicep pics. There's lots of sort of like self-indulgent, like beauty things with him. And he's giving me Sandoval vibes. But, you know, this is a rebound right after Tom Sandoval. So if she's got to, you know, have somebody that's possibly like her ex to get over him, who she's not going to be with forever. I am here for that. He's really attractive. So go on, Ariana. 
Vanderpump Rules OG Stan Sarah Huron, what did you think when you saw these photos? I'm sure you were related as most of the world was. Of course. We only want good things for Ariana on this podcast and in this world. We are rooting for her um, making out with a guy at Coachella. Sounds great. I don't think she should be dating anyone. I doubt she really is. Everything we've heard is she's just having fun. But he has also posted a decent amount of like content of them already. So I'm a little bit like, okay, Daniel's loving his, you know, engagement being up on the gram, but um, happy for Ariana. Only one good things for her. And this was another episode of Vanderpump Rules that was beyond infuriating, insane to watch. You see, you know, Tom, now that we know the episodes that are airing, Raquel and Tom have hooked up already and are pretending they haven't. And you see Tom Sandoval just giddy and smiling. And Lisa Vanderpump called him out and was like, what are you smiling about? In one scene when he was like defending Raquel with the Schwartz drama, you see um, Allie, James Kennedy's girlfriend of all people, OG whistleblower of Scandoval, Allie, who, you know, Raquel was started out as a James Kennedy girlfriend. So you don't necessarily have high hopes for when DJ James Kennedy brings a new girl into the scene. But Allie, his new girlfriend, is the first person on camera to be like, I saw Raquel and Sandoval like dirty dancing at the Abbey at 1 a.m. And if that was my boyfriend, I think that was weird. And the t- things are kind of starting. This is end of August, early September. We know that Ariana doesn't find out until March 1st. So they plant the seeds there and you see Katie talk to Sandoval about it, say like, you know, you seem to be enjoying Raquel too. So the fact that these were things people were discussing, but they managed to gaslight Ariana till March is just mind blowing. I have the whole I could I could not stop just like I was that person like pointing at the TV in disbelief that like, I could Same. not get over it. Every I, week is crazier. Every week is crazier. I am having visceral yelling reactions to the dramatic irony yeah. going on here of the unspoken lies that are happening behind the scenes. Like literally, same yelling at the scream every week. I've never been more like physically impacted by a show versus the scandal current season of Vanderpump. And the deleted scene of them in the hot tub, all three of them, Tom, Ariana, and Raquel all together. Ariana saying we look like a thruple here. (laughs) I mean, it is... Can't every week it ceases to amaze me how wild it is. But do you guys think because it's just so over the top? Like, do you think it happened organically, or do you think that it was somehow planned? No, it happened organically. Yeah, it's just the same thing that happened before. Yeah, it's the only reality show that I genuinely believe these people are just that bad of humans. And genuinely, because now you can even see Sandoval like planting the seed. Like he thinks he's doing something because he's like planting the seeds in certain scenes, like telling Ariana out of nowhere. We're like, I think you think I'm annoying. I think you think I'm an idiot. And she was like, if I thought you were an idiot, I wouldn't have dated, be dating you for nine years. Like he in his head is trying to produce this because he probably knows it's going to come out and be like, look, I express concerns in our relationship. But because it came out the way it did, we know, Sandoval, that you're trying to produce this scene. And now you look dumb. So no, I, the Schwartz is the question mark. Why Schwartz and Raquel made out. That could be the only thing that maybe was to give them time to buy time. Um, but no, I genuinely just believe these people are stupid and I'm so lucky that Lisa Vanderpump hired them to work at a restaurant and Andy Cohen hired her to work on the Real Houses Beverly Hills. Cause I, I, I just don't know where I would be without them. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. 
Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I'm glad that Sheena had an affair with Blandry Granville's husband. Yes, you know, thank that. you, Eddie Cibrian. Thank you, Leanne Rhymes. Thank, thank you, Brandon Rhymes. Like, I owe you yeah. all so much. Yes, we will have a, uh, you know, a Thailand praying station in honor of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip and light a candle for all of those people for the joy that they have brought um, in my life. Um, also, <laughs> there's another rumor going around that Sheena Shea's husband possibly hooked up with Raquel. Sheena Shea addressed these uh, rumors and said, I obviously had to ask. She said on Watch What Happens Live. And he said, absolutely not. She said, as a follow-up questions I have, did she ever try? And as much as I trust my husband, she said, I don't trust that hoe. And he said, no, he um, said he never put that energy off. And we know that Sandoval did. Uh, the rumor began on social media after Sheena Shea slammed Raquel for hooking up um, all over her and her husband's apartment, because apparently she brought someone back and had sex with them in Sheena and Brock's bed when Raquel had a bed in the guest room. So I don't understand. She had a bed to hook up with that her own, but she decided to hook up in Sheena and Brock's bed, who they were she's staying She's unwell, with. which is why she's allegedly in treatment. Uh, not allegedly, I'm just kidding. I'm sure she's in treatment. All the people are saying she's at a spa. But I now, the fact that that even came up on Watch Women's Life, it was so unfounded. Like, it was literally speculation and they brought it up and Sheena, right. like, admitting she asked him about it i'm like oh god like maybe it did happen now i'm kind of convinced that well, they've had there. like he was like picking her up and throwing around i don't think that you know it happened but there was there was enough there was enough smoke that i was wondering if that was salmon yeah that'd be nuts <laughs> it very much would be she that was she hooked up with everybody um, well, let's move on to a sadder story that I want to light candles for a different reason, because Jamie Foxx is currently in the hospital. His daughter revealed that he has been hospitalized for an undisclosed, undisclosed medical complication. Now, there were rumors going around that there was this was very serious. Um, and <clears throat> but we don't really know what's going on yet. Um, he's getting treatment for this unnamed medical issue. He's been there for a week. Um, so it seems to be very serious. Um, a spokesperson hasn't responded for comment, and we don't really know what's going on. Um, but this is sort of wild also because he um, was currently filming the movie Back in Action with Cameron Diaz, which was supposed to be her foray back into Hollywood after, I don't know, 10 years possibly that she's been away acting. Um, so just I love Jamie Foxx and National Treasure, and I hope that he's going to do well because being hospitalized for, being in the hospital for a week is very serious when they, you know, American hospitals, I mean, maybe because he's a celebrity, but don't like to keep him for longer that they don't have to. So a week is very telling. But again, we and they've resumed filming without yeah. him, which I find very interesting. But we'll there was see. also a lot of like unfounded rumors about there was like drama on this. It was like the Daily Mail or the Sun or mm. some outlet reported that there was like drama on this set. And it was kind of like a like a maybe Cameron Diaz was like, why did I bother? And now he's ill. So I just feel like this is going to be one of those movies that maybe like the press around it becomes exactly. a bigger thing than the than maybe not unlike probably the brutalist, the upcoming film starring Joe Alwyn and Emma Laird. Um, I think we're going to hear about this movie, but not for the contents of the movie. And I kind of think the same thing with whatever's going on with Jamie Foxx and whatever 
potential tension there was with Cameron Diaz and whatever's happening there. Um, but yeah, hopefully he's okay. They should worry, darling, is what you're yeah, saying. Basically. <laughs> All right. Well, let us talk about Kylie Jenner's plastic surgery quotes that she had this week. Um, Kylie opened up about fan speculation that, well, she has a completely different face from a long time ago and she said you know about all the plastic surgery complication that she hasn't had any surgery speculation speculation that she has complications no no that's that's a subjective term i guess here but um (laughs) that she hasn't had any plastic surgery and you know says it's ridiculous for fans to say that she has now Gwen, we know that there's a lot of things that you can do to your face without getting a scalpel out so what do you think when you hear her say no i haven't had any plastic surgery but we know that she's hit the needle in every ways that we haven't even heard about and she She's even talked about hitting the needle. You know, she's she's hit the needle. She's done a lot of lasers. She's done a lot of sculpting. I also kind of feel like, I mean, if you look at older pictures of Kylie, like there was a nose job there, maybe a chin implant. Like there's all manner of ways in which her face has changed fairly dramatically, not just oh, yeah. the way that one's face changes as you age. And that was not puberty. And, you know, she is, I, I double checked to make sure that we could say this because she's on his Instagram, but she goes to Simon Orion, who, you know, is a fantastic, you know, uh, plastic surgeon in Beverly Hills and does a lot of sort of non-invasive beauty treatments that are very aggressive and can change your face in many dramatic ways. And I read this and thought it was sort of unfair of Kylie to be like, oh, no, I haven't had any work done. But, you know, she's had so many syringes of filler and, you know, different zappies and, you know, strippies to, you know, contour her face in lots of different ways. And I think it's a little unfair for her fan base to be like, oh, no, I've had nothing done when in actuality she spent what would be, you know, like hundreds of thousands of dollars to change her face. I don't know. I just always think it's not fair when you say that you haven't done anything just because you haven't, you know, gone under anesthesia. Yeah, I totally agree. And I don't even know if I believe she hasn't gone under anesthesia. And I think lying about it is the lamest thing you can do. Um, And I also think that, yeah, they need to like the word surgery, I guess, has given some celebrities in their opinion permission to omit the endless amounts of treatments and injectables and all the things you guys said that they probably did do. So it's just a shame. And at this point, it's like, Kylie, you literally became famous because you hated your lips. You got lip filler yeah. and like launched lip kits. Like stop trying to. And now she's like, Embrace but like, it. I, she's like, I wasn't insecure. I still love myself. It's like literally there's endless footage saying you didn't on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. So like stop rewriting history. It's really not worth it. You have a billion dollars because of it. Like yeah. don't treat us like we're stupid. I really don't like it. And now like you're running around with Timothy Chalamet and it's just like a lot to digest. It is. And she's also had like a lot of work done on that butt too. Like that butt has like quadrupled in size in the last few years. And when she tried to say it was like, you know, just becoming a woman, it's like, oh, is that what happens when you become a woman? Your waist shrinks, your boobs grow and your ass quadruples in size. Is that, can you confirm? I can confirm that doesn't, didn't happen to me. I don't know about Gwen. Maybe, maybe she was lucky. (laughs) Gwen started out. (laughs) (laughs) Gwen's like, it happened to me. (laughs) 
You know, I don't know, guys. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's a strange situation that just rubbed me the wrong way. Like, she's a billionaire. But let's move on to more rage, 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 (laughs) rage from the Love is Blind reunion. Now, Love is Blind is one of my favorite shows. I think it is amazing. Um, And they had their reunion, which Netflix did say would be memorable. They even had a billboard up that said, see, guys, we told you it would be memorable. And it was not memorable for the right reasons. Shout out to Sarah Heron's podcast. That was a name drop. Um, Because Vanessa Lachey just completely went in wildly inappropriate on um, a few of the male cast members, yes, because of some things that she seemed to take personally that they did to their women they were in love with. But was the real problem was that she went around interrogating every single woman there and every couple there. When are you going to have babies? When are you going to, where are the babies? Where are the children? You know, and it was even the single woman. are you thinking of having children? And it was just so insensitive. And she really harped on it and would not back down. Sarah, I know you. And she was also wearing this dress that just had sort of like a baby burping bib here that made no sense. It was a piece of fabric. Sarah, I know you watched. And I I was horrified by Vanessa Lachey, you know, going in on all these contestants. I mean, as a firm team, Jessica Simpson, girly girl, you know, like I already had it out for Nick and Vanessa. So this makes me, you know, it doesn't surprise me, but I will say about the baby comments, the, one of the weirder things to me was that she kept calling herself like auntie Vanessa. And it's like, don't act like, you know, these people, like, I know you guys host the show, but you're there in the beginning, you show up once and then you do this. Like, you're not, you're not like a mentor. You're not a friend. You're not really right. part of this. Like you barely know their names. Like I believe you do watch it, Vanessa, because every single one of your questions has your opinion. I don't believe Nick watches. I think you give Nick the cliff notes and he reads off the cue cards and you <laughs> yes. instead of reading off the cue cards, decide to give a monologue about what you thought about the season and then project your personal bias onto the contestants. And this time it was mostly the the male contestants. She had an issue with a lot of things they were saying, which, you know, a host, as Andy Cohen has taught us all, has to ask questions to both sides. You could have gone in. I'm not saying even some of her questions were wrong. She could, she should push the men too, yeah. but also push the other cast members and ask. That's why you blame Twitter. You say Sarah that's, from Hoboken wrote in and said, Mika, you're an asshole. Here's why. How do you respond? You simply blame the internet and give them a reason to respond. You don't just, you know, take it personally. And then Vanessa say, I'm not understanding. I'm not following for like a cheap laugh when these are real people who put themselves on the line to a show that is insane. It's crazy. You know, they're, they have something maybe missing for signing up for it, but you know what? I thank you for your service and you don't deserve Vanessa Lachey to be like, shading your answers and for a fun laugh to try to like take sides with certain people and then to question you about when you're having kids not to mention the fact that it aired you know 12 hours after it was supposed to and it just it wasn't worth it i honestly didn't really get anything out of it besides this is awkward that now people have a go like a What's it called? The petition website to to Honestly, I think it should be the winners from season one. Lauren and Cameron should yeah. take over as hosts because, first of all, they are just kind and lovely people, and I think about their love bliss almost daily because they're such a cute couple. But they've yeah. been through the process and they know it, and I think they'll be much more kind. Um, but 100%. sorry, you like you like really hit the nail on the head that Andy Cohen does, and he's like Gwen from New York. 
ask everyone, when are you having babies? Right. You know? And I mean, I'll say sometimes Sarah Heron, when she's talking to a bachelor contestant, will say the Internet had a lot to say about this decision you made. And it's not a lie. The Internet did. And it's a way to, you know, try to ease into a question that might be difficult to ask. And it's not my place. I can ask things that I want to know, but I got to ask what the Internet wants to know. So make it about what the people want to know. Have them write in questions like exactly. It doesn't make any sense to just have Vanessa Lachey go on monologues about what she thought of Love is Blind. And she was barely even a part. They really cut down the host time this year. We barely saw Nick and barely saw Vanessa all season. So it really just felt like she was coming in, you know, sort of as the dean or vice principal just to chastise all these kids and put them in the hot seat and ask them like really inappropriate personal questions. Uh, I, I, I hate it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, really, I mean, it was a good season of love is blind too. Like best, it was best one yet. absolutely insane. What happened? It was like the more switch ups, love triangles. And it just, what a sour note to end on. Well, and and I, the way I, she was so nice it, to Jackie and Josh. Weird. Justice weird. Weird. It's still the number one show on Netflix though right now. And it, it'll be interesting if they change the host because it's the number one show on Netflix right now. So like, I wonder if they will. They should, but I wonder if they will. Get Lauren and Cameron. They also um, faced backlash. There was a big article in the LA Times talking about what the contestants go through in terms of isolation. They, you know, drew some parallels between Love is Blind contestants and uh, criminals of war and sort of what torture they go through. Um, The producers are not allowed to speak to them. They are in complete isolation. You know, they said, like, even if someone's like, do I look okay in this dress? Like this producer and cameraman, like, have to be completely mute and are allowed to tell people there was, you know, some mental health issues that was very, like, unreal on Lifetime, the Bachelor movie seeming. So Love is Blind itself, the show is under a lot of heat. But honestly, I read through those and some of them seem bad, but it's like sort of the way that the show works. And I didn't, I didn't see as many problems in that as I saw with the hosts and the reunion. Yeah, I mean, this happened, I feel like last season too. I'm not denying what these people are saying by any means. I think when you go on a reality show though, you got to actually read the contract. You got to buck up and hire the entertainment lawyer. You got to find out what's actually going to happen on the show. What's going to happen afterwards, what you're risking in the edit, what you're risking with your mental health, with filming a show called love is blind, where you live in pods. Um, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying we've had reality TV long enough now that it's an insane thing you're doing to sign part of your life away. And like, that's what you're doing though. And like, there's enough information out there to make this decision. Again, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not like, Right. No producers or anything, but it's hard to feel guilt bad for people who are willingly going on wild programs like Love is Blind and then getting a million Instagram followers out of it and now don't have to work another day in their life. It's it's bizarre. I don't know. You don't want someone it like is. push it to someone to do something like drastic, but at the same time, it's like, what are we doing here? Like reality TV has gone so crazy that they either need to completely change the format or the people going on it need to get severe like psych evaluations and stuff. Yes, there was. And, and, you know, I thought they did. I thought that sort of like psych evaluations and you can't have any past suicidal thoughts or tendencies is sort of like number one on the list. Like no, no herpes, no. Yeah, I know for like The Bachelor, it's definitely STD tests and you do go through some sort of psych evaluation and there's like a therapist on set. Right Um, now. But yeah, After but like I mean, it's 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 very complicated. There's no way to like ensure that you're gonna how you're gonna react. It's just to me a little bit like 
you got to be careful about what you're signing up for. It is. I had a friend who was on the real world and then three of the challenges, he was my roommate actually. Um, and they were roommates. Um, and he was on three, on, on three of the challenges, they would withhold food from them and, um, hot water and turn off the air conditioner. Um, so it would be hot. They would be hungry and they would only be allowed to take cold showers. And then when there was like a huge and then give them tons of booze. And then when there was a huge explosive fight that day that was entertaining, they would wake up and there would be like sandwiches in the fridge. The AC would back on and the hot water was running again. So it is, you know, a thing that I think MTV and The Bachelor have cleaned up their act and sort of um, been looking at the producers to commit less war crimes against these people. Um, So I do think it's always important to bring up because reality TV people can definitely take it a little too far. Yeah, no, Love is Blind. I don't know if Netflix knew Connect Content or whoever produces the show that had done like Married at First Sight and whatever. Yeah. On a much larger scale of a viewership, I think Love is Blind has taken on an insane life of its own and they probably have you know, pushed the envelope or treated people unfairly to ensure they're going to get a good season of TV because of the pressure. And that's very backwards. So I don't ever mean to say that like what these people are going through, it should be not, you know, taken seriously. It's just reality TV is a monster. And to sign up for that is, is a lot because you want to find your partner. Yes, (laughs) it is. Well, please sound off in the comments. I would really, really like to read them of whether you think these producers have gone too far and whether the latches, as I'm calling them, should be let go and why you definitely think that Lauren and Cameron should be the host because that really is just the only answer. They're so lovely. Well, thank you to my hosts, co-hosts, Gwen and Sarah, for helping me spill all of this piping hot celebrity this week. Again, this is Travis from Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion, fame of your favorite celebrities. Because after all, guys, except on Love is Blind, celebrities, they're, <laughs> they're just, just like us. Oh, nice. Good choir. You know, Maybe I could find a husband tomorrow. Maybe I, I should go on Love is Blind. Let's put her in a pod, everybody. <laughs> put her in a pod. Put me in a veil and send me on Married at First Sight. <laughs> oh, see that? I would I would like to watch both of these. Please, True. please. Call I would like us. and subscribe. well thank you guys we'll be here next week with a new episode until then I almost said stay gorgeous which is what Gwen says at the end of her podcast (laughs) until then Gwen you want to say it oh guys stay gorgeous thanks we'll be back next week bye